Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny here, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. As usual, I have a bunch of things that I meant to get to that I haven't, including my green list for today, which is coming up shortly here, of uh, who's going to win the next NBA championship. We've had almost unprecedented parity in the NBA. Five different teams have won the last five NBA championships, and I'm here to tell you if it becomes six, I'm telling you who it is is going to be that sixth team. Who's going to win next year's title? We'll get to that. But here's what I'm going to do first. I want to bring my buddy Robert Stanberry, only the third, into the conversation. You know him as Buster. And and here's the reason. Buster, I'm, I'm about to use you, if that's okay with you. Do you mind being used? <laughs> Go ahead, Greeny. Yeah, I feel like you've been using me the whole time we've known each other. But yes, absolutely. So here's what I'm accustomed to doing. I'm accustomed to coming back from any assignment or any vacation or whatever it is and getting a full debrief from Hembo. On everything I've missed in baseball, what do I need to know? I come back, I know i got to be immersed in baseball, and I've done my best to sort of you know, be in the midst of it as much as I can, but I'm at the NBA Finals, and I'm traveling around, and i got a graduation sprinkled into the, mixed, the middle of all of that. And so I will confess, I walked in this morning, and I said, all right, Hembo's going to, and then I remembered, Hembo is on paternity leave. He's busy right now changing diapers on little Michelle and you know the other one. And, and so I don't know what the hell is going on, so I said, get, I said to Bubba, get me Buster and let him just open up the notebook. So Buster, if there's a fan out there like me, and let's use me very specifically in this example, what are the two or three things I absolutely need to know that's been going on in baseball and that's going on right now that are of the most interest and most significance as we work our way to the middle of June? All right, yes, and I agree with you. Hembo has abandoned us. I, I don't know if I'll ever forgive him because, of course, he comes on my podcast all the time, and not having his access to his information is, is difficult. But we'll try to forge ahead. Uh, the good, the Tampa Bay Rays continue to look like a team, despite the fact that they lost to the Oakland Athletics last night. Uh, they look like a team that could go wire to wire. I think the Texas Rangers might be the most surprising team in baseball. Hall of Fame manager Bruce Bochy. Uh, has been terrific for them, and they have this phenomenal offense, one through nine, and they are a serious challenger to the Houston Astros' dominance in the American League West, the Rangers in first place with this prolific offense. On the bad side, the St. Louis Cardinals came into this year as a strong favorite to win the National League Central. Greeny, they're a disaster. And the, the two teams that we anointed as the winners of the winter, and maybe this would be instructive for us going forward, uh, the two teams that, that spent the most were the most aggressive in the market. Uh-oh. We just lost Buster. That did not sound good. Yep. Whatever just – I hope Buster's okay. <laughs> we lost him there. Let me call him back. Oh, but boy, did we lose him. I mean, we lost him with, with, with great – we lost him with, with – 
Yeah, that was a hard drop. Yeah, there. that sounded Great like figure. a phone being dropped in a toilet or something. I don't yes, know. there there were a lot of. I've heard a lot of phones drop in my life. <laughs> that was that, the that was the droppiest one I've ever heard. Yeah, that sounded like something terrible has befallen Buster. So let's check and make sure that Buster is okay. I see Bubba frantically dialing him. Uh, I believe Bubba's speaking to him on the phone right now. Let's see yeah. if that's okay. We oh, we need to make sure. But he didn't just drop. I can hear Bubba talking in the background. Is he all right? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay, I think. Right, Looks like go. he's coming back on. He's putting him on hold. I'm getting. I'm watching all this play out real time. Okay, yep, he's back. Buster, are you okay? I, I'm totally fine. I was just uh, you know, going on and on and on. I heard no reaction from you, and then I realized, oh, my God, my phone call dropped. Your phone didn't just drop. You sounded as though like, you, like someone came, took your phone, and smashed it into a brick wall. It was when you hear it back at some point, you will hear why we had a, a legitimate concern for your well-being. All right, you were in the midst of saying <laughs> the bad has been St. Louis. The bad has been St. Louis, yeah. they incredibly disappointing. Uh, a lot of unrest there. You know, the benching of Wilson Contreras, uh, you know, a disappointing rotation. And I think, uh, you know, it be interesting to watch to see if there are changes there. And the two teams that we anointed as the winners of the winter, uh, the most aggressive teams, the Padres and the Mets, let's face it, it just hasn't gone as planned. You and I talked on Get Up this morning about how the Mets rotation, the most expensive rotation in history, $130 million for their five starting pitchers. They have a 506 ERA. Uh, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, you know, future Hall of Famers leading that group. But it just hasn't played out the way they expected. The Padres recently have been gathering momentum, so maybe they'll recover. And, and lastly, the ugly of this season, the situation with the Athletics in Oakland uh, yesterday as the Los, excuse me, Nevada State Senate approved a $380 million uh, you know, funding deal for a new ballpark for the Athletics franchise. You had athletics fans in Oakland uh, holding what they called a reverse boycott, 27,000-plus fans chanting, sell the team about owner John Fisher. It's incredibly sad, you know, the direction this is headed with uh, the franchise apparently moving to Las Vegas. It's, I mean, I've made this comment many times that there should be a clause in, in all of sports, all these teams, which are sacred public trusts, um, that all that in order to move a team, someone should have to make proof, like some sort of legitimate proof that A, they have exhausted all possible ways of staying and B, that there is no one who is willing to buy it at a reasonable market price and keep it where it is. The, 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 the fallback of just moving a team should never happen, but these are private business entities and they're going to do what they want to do. Uh, we're Greeny. A reminder, you can watch us on the ESPN app. Just click on watch. Uh, look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy the program. We come to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Uh, and the, there's no question the Met fans are drinking a lot of that right now. Let me circle back to that quickly. You touched on it, and Bubba and I were talking about it a little bit. They're a complete disaster right now. And they had another sticky stuff ejection yesterday. What should That's two for them this season. Should we be? Should that be a big deal? Should people be making a big deal of that? I think that, yeah, what Max Scherzer said after the game, I think, was totally appropriate, where he mentioned, you know, the reason why we got into the sticky stuff crackdown was the fact that a lot of pitchers had weaponized uh, the sticky stuff, the spider tack, and they had increased spin rates. Well, in that situation last night, the relief pitcher coming in for the Mets was ejected before he threw a pitch. And Max's point is, Look, if we don't have evidence that the spin rate has increased, and, and umpires can learn that information in real time, uh, if we don't have evidence of that, why are we ejecting pitchers? Uh, and 
you know, what he also said is that in the current system, it's so subjective where you've got umpires come out and touching the hands and saying, well, that's sticky. That's really sticky. That's yeah. not so sticky. It feels like that there's a better system to do this. And is it a coincidence that all the pitchers have gotten suspended uh, under this rule this year are men from New York? I think you can ask that question. And then finally, one more from New York. and It's not good. What is the situation with Aaron Judge? Yeah, so, of course, he took on the, the outfield wall in Los Angeles uh, 10 days ago. And, you know, initially he was walking around the next day, and the thought was, well, maybe he'll be on the injured list a short time. Greeny, based on what I heard, I think the Yankees would be thrilled if he comes back before the All-Star break because when you have a right toe injury as a six foot seven, 282-pound player, the torque on your right toe as you start your swing, a swing is so uh, strong that I think the Yankees are going to err on the side of caution and they're going to keep him out as long as possible until they know he's 100% healthy. They don't want to have a turf toe situation developing with a guy who completely transformed that lineup. They're basically a 500 team when he's been out of the lineup and much better than that, a 600 uh, winning percentage when he's been in the lineup over the last four years. Uh, it's basically a month away. All right, Buster, thank you for allowing me to use you, and we are all relieved that nothing terrible befell you when your phone <laughs> dropped with great malice. We will talk to you soon. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Yeah, grizzly bear attack out here in Montana. The, the great Buster only with us here anytime we need him, and it's always a pleasure. Hey, very quick mention, uh, speaking of Hembo, um, he and I uh, have the book, and I wanted to just remind you with Father's Day this Sunday that there are a lot of the retailers who are doing special deals that if you order it right now, you can get it delivered in time for Father's Day, and of course, hopefully, you can walk into any bookstore near you and buy it as well. The book is called Got Your Number. The author is me. If you're looking it up, the author is Mike Greenberg. And um, if you have a dad in your life, be it your own or one that you know and are close to, who likes sports conversation, like sports debate, like sports history, then this might make the perfect Father's Day gift. So I wanted to make mention of that again. If that's of interest to you, got your number, and it is available pretty much anywhere you get your books right now. And many of them are making special arrangements to get them to you in time. For Father's Day, I have it posted at the top of my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. There is a link where you can find all the places to order it. And again, many of them will get it to you in time for Father's Day on Sunday. Coming up next, my list, the team that's going to win the next NBA championship. Plus, something absolutely terrible is about to happen. And I feel like we need to do something to stop it. And you hear what it is right after this. Screening on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You are, of course, listening right now to music from the greatest rock and roll band of all time, and, and that is the Beatles. And so when I said something absolutely terrible is about to happen that must be stopped... I, I need the details on what this is. Bubba, you were telling me briefly about this. I'm not sure I understand it, so I'm going to ask you to explain it. What is artificial intelligence doing to the greatest band of all time? Well, it, it's pretty confusing. I'm kind of confused myself, but as best as I can understand it, there's a song that John Lennon recorded. I've read this article like 15 times, but John Lennon recorded a song in 1978 that is believed to be called Now and Then. And it was never released, and then he obviously died two years later. So they almost released it when they came out with their anthology in 95. They released two new songs, but they didn't end up releasing this one. Um, so basically, it's it recorded on like a cassette. So the quality is not very good. Um, and what's happening right now is after they did that um, documentary on Disney+, Plus, and they realized kind of the technology they did, and on his recent tour that Paul McCartney did, Peter Jackson did a thing during one of the songs where when Paul was singing, they had uh, John Lennon on the big screen and he was singing as well. And right. Had, it, it's in the song, I Got a Feeling, yeah. and, and it's from the rooftop performance, which right. was the last ever so Beatles they concert. Splice that in there. Right. So, so what they're doing now is they're taking, the, they're taking this song and they're, they were able to splice just his lyrics and they took out i think it was the piano they took out the piano that he was playing and they just have his lyrics and they're gonna come out and release the song and the only thing i'm I'm not fully aware of is like how the other members of the beatles are involved in because in the 90s they they tried to release it together when they were all still alive with george and ringo but they they hated how it sounds so they didn't officially come out with it then so they're somehow coming out with it now with John's original lyrics, courtesy of artificial intelligence. So AI is going to take John's lyrics from 1978 from a song called Now and Then, and they're going to splice it so it's just his lyrics. And try and make it into a Beatles song. they're going to make it into a new song with, I think, Paul and George and Ringo. And Paul said, quote, it's kind of scary but exciting because it's the future. We'll just have to see where it leads. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. 1978 was long after there were the Beatles. And so when John Lennon wrote that, he wasn't writing it in any way or being influenced in any way or being or getting any support or help or anything else from Paul or any of the others, uh, either of the others in that. So, and I don't like and I don't like the idea. Look, artificial intelligence. I, full, I do not want to be the old man sitting here screaming about how things are about to get worse. And, and I know that there are probably a lot of great ways in which artificial intelligence is going to make our lives easier and hopefully better. 
but some things just cannot be. Like you cannot go back and create something from a time that has passed. You cannot say this is a Beatles song. And I don't know, there's just something, I I can't put my finger on it, but there is something about that that does not sit right with me. I'm going to put a a pin in that discussion. I'm going to come back to it another time when I've had more time to fully think through why I have such a problem with this because I can't make up my own mind why I do, but I definitively do. So we'll talk about that as we go. Meanwhile, the list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, the Green List, the top five, this, that, or the other, is chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. So Bubba and Cam, here's what today's list is. Are you aware that we are in a practically unprecedented time of parody in NBA history? Yes, pretty exciting. Over the last five years... Five different teams have won the NBA championship. That obviously is vastly different from the way the sport has historically been, which is to say that this team has been dominated by a select few teams through most of its history, up to and including the fact that when the Nuggets won the other night, we had a stat. There were still 11 teams in the NBA that have never won the championship. That's more than a third of the league. That's crazy. (laughs) That has never won. And this is obviously not all the teams do, but this is a league that goes back to the 40s. Anyway. The last five champs in reverse order are the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Raptors. So I decided to do a little exercise. If this streak is going to extend to six, if we're going to get another team this year that has not won in the last five, if this is going to be the parody is going to continue, who's that champion going to be? Which team is going to win this year that is not one of the five teams I just named on my list. I have my top five contenders. Number five. Cam, at five, I'm putting your Philadelphia 76ers. And and the reason is, look, if you've got Embiid, you've got a puncher's chance. You can't discount the possibility. Now, their performance, the way they went out in the fourth quarter of that game six at home and then their total no-show in the second half against Boston, if I'm them, I'm moving on from James Harden. I'm trying to find a way to continue to build around Embiid. The coaching change they made, look, Nick Nurse is a championship-level coach, and I think everyone is very high on him. So let's see what he's able to bring that's a little bit different. I think if you have Embiid, then you have a chance. I love Tyrese Maxey. They've got some pieces. I think that you have to put the Sixers in the conversation. Do I expect it? No. Would I bet on it? Certainly not. But I don't think you can make a list of five teams and not put them on it. Number four. Same has to be said for the Phoenix Suns. If you've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, you've got a chance. Now, I don't know what's going to wind up happening with Chris Paul there. I don't know what's going to wind up happening with DeAndre Ayton there. And frankly, I wouldn't be at all surprised if both Booker and Durant wind up out of there in the next couple of years. If I had to bet on this, I would bet on this going badly, not well. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the teams that have the best chance to do it. And if you have those two guys on the roster, it's impossible to overlook their chances of it coming together great. You put together a few little pieces around those two, I certainly have nothing but belief in both of them. So I think they have to be on the list. I have them at four. Number three. I have Sacramento at three, although I will grant I believe it is a year early. I think the Kings are going to be really good. I think that this was a magnificent experience for them. And I hope 
that they are able to not do what the Grizzlies did. The Grizzlies look like the next up-and-coming young team, but they, I think, have imploded around the issues surrounding their superstar, John Morant. I think that will be something from which they are not able to recover. Sacramento hopefully doesn't have any of that stuff. They have terrific players. De'Aaron Fox is a stud. Demontis Sabonis is a much better player than people realize, for the most part. They got pieces. They got a really good coach. They got a great taste of it up against a, a dynastic champion this year than with seven games against the Warriors. I think it's a year early. If you ask me right now, do I think the Kings win it next year? No. Do I think they have a really good chance, though, as currently constituted to win one in the next few? I do. But that leaves us the big two. Number two. Miami is two. And that is not because they were just in the finals, but because I think the heat culture has become something that other players around the league want to be a part of. I think it became so evident this year, the way those guys play, the style they play, the work they do, the way they are coached. I think they've gone from the team that superstars didn't want to be associated with to the team that they will be. The end of the LeBron thing, I think, did not sit well. And the way the Dwayne Wade thing ended, I don't think sat well. I think a lot of big stars around the league didn't like the feel of that. But I feel like that has mostly passed now. And so I believe Miami is going to add a huge piece. Could it be Damian Lillard? Could it be Bradley Beal? If they add one of those two guys, and that's why I'm putting them so high on this list, because I believe they will. If and when they add one of those two guys, then I think they become on the short list of favorites to win the championship regardless of who else we're talking about. I'm going to save number one for after the break. Can you guess who it is? Can you guess which is the likeliest team? You probably can. You probably can guess who I have at number one on this list. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Everyone knows it's windy. He is the wind man. My buddy Brian Winhorst of the Hoop Collective podcast. Good enough to jump in here for a few minutes uh, after we just completed our whirlwind tour of the NBA playoffs. His travels much longer and farther reaching than mine, but we were together the last five games, of course, for the NBA Finals in Denver and Miami, and ultimately the Nuggets win. And, Wendy, as I bring you in, I want I need to finish up my list. So I, I brought in uh, to the radio show today the same list that I had on Get Up this morning, and that is to say that the top five teams – that I could see winning next year's championship if we're going to continue with this trend. So we have almost unprecedented parity in the NBA right now. We've had five different champions in each of the last five seasons. So if that's going to continue to six, if one of these teams that has won one isn't going to win the next one, who are the top five contenders to win the next one? And I said at number five, I put the Sixers at number four. I put Phoenix at number three. I put Sacramento at number two. I put Miami and I saved number one for now. Number one. And to me, it feels fairly self-evident that it's the Boston Celtics. I still can't believe they weren't in the finals this year. I still can't believe they didn't win that game seven at home. I still haven't figured out just what element it is from that team that is missing for them to finally get over the top, but I believe they are the likeliest team to do it. Wendy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so are they actually, because they've had so much success in the playoffs the last few years, and the fact that they haven't been able to get there is extraordinarily frustrating having covered them extensively. I'm not a fan of the Boston Celtics, but if I were a fan, I'd be bashing my head into the wall repeatedly at the way that team sometimes plays. That There's no doubt that they would be at the top of that list. I And it's no offense to the Miami Heat. They absolutely have were brilliant in these playoffs. I, I, I long for the idea had the Bucks played the Nuggets in the finals. I think we'd still be on the road with the finals right now because I think the Giannis-Jokic match and the Drew Holiday-Jamal Murray match gave a better fighting chance against the power that is the Nuggets. And, you know, you could argue that it could have happened in 2021, Greeny, and that was the year that the Nuggets made the Aaron Gordon trade and were looking awesome, and then Jamal Murray tore his, his ACL. That, that, that Nuggets team could have made the finals that year. So in my mind... We're 0 for 2 in potentially seeing what may be two of the best teams in the league facing off in the finals in the Nuggets and the Bucks. So you don't have the Bucks there, I know, because they won in, in 2021. The other team I'm just going to mention is the Suns. Um, the Suns were the only team that laid the glove, really, on the Nuggets in this postseason. They obviously are a team that needs to be built out, but they have the hardest part, the two-star players. And I know that it's, you know, people would say, well, how do you, you know, they only have a couple of guys on their roster. How do they build that out? And I would just say, as I told you this morning on Get Up, that four of the eight guys that the Nuggets used in their rotation, they acquired last offseason. Kentavious, Caldwell, Pope, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, and Jeff Green. All four of those guys were not Nuggets one year ago today. 
They made those moves to supplement the star players they had on the roster. They were smart and they were shrewd. None of them were particularly expensive, and um, it ended up being a championship team. The, the, the Suns, with smart management, can build out their roster around those two guys going into next year. I agree with that. I've just gotten burned on Durant too many times now. I, 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 I picked the Nets to go to the finals two years ago, and they got swept in the first round. I picked Phoenix yeah. to make the finals this year, and they got knocked out as they did. And I just, too many things can go wrong. There's just, you know what someone said to me? I forget who it was that said this to me somewhere on the road. Wasn't Woj. I forget who said it. But someday the 30 for 30 on the summer of 2019 is going to be one of the great 30 for 30s all time when Paul George and Kawhi went to the Clippers and KD and Kyrie went to the Nets. What we all expected those teams to become and what has actually happened, that's going to make a great 30 for 30. Greeny, Kyrie's greatest accomplishment is hitting the three in the 2016 Game 7. Mm-hmm. His second greatest accomplishment is getting Durant to come with him to Brooklyn that summer. I still, to this day, I didn't understand it in 19. I don't understand it uh, four years later. Uh, not just because of coming to, teaming up with Kyrie, but the other options that were there, which, by the way, included just staying put, recovering from the torn Achilles in Golden State and coming back with that team, which then had a, had a mandate. They, were, they had lost the finals. Uh, he could have gone to L.A. and joined LeBron. By the way, Greeny, Kawhi reached out to him before he went to go to Paul George. He said, hey, what about playing with me with the Clippers? All of those things were on the table. Uh, you know, he could have gone to Boston. Boston almost landed him uh, when he chose to go to Golden State. They sort of finished second. Look at that Boston team. They'd still have those guys. And and Kyrie was leaving Boston. He could have gone in and filled that role. He ended up replacing him with Kemba Walker. Imagine if that was Kevin Durant. All of those things were on the board, and he chose Brooklyn and Kyrie. I'm still fascinated by that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And so since we got here, and I didn't mean to get here, but we're here, what is going to happen with Kyrie now? We, we saw him you know, at, at, uh, with much fanfare at the Laker game, you know, that last game before they got eliminated, and we all wondered. And then you know, there's all this stuff going on with him, as there always is. What's gonna, when push comes to shove, where is he going to be this fall? So let me qualify this saying by my feel right now or most likely because new information is always developing. But the the reading I have from the conversations I have is that I think he's probably going to stay in Dallas. And the the challenge will be what's the contract? How many years? What's the contract? Um, uh, you know, do you give him full max? If you give him full max, do you give it to him for short years? But the thing about it is like if Kyrie says – I want to prioritize winning a championship. I would say, but your actions last year didn't lead me to believe that because the, the, the Nets were playing awesome basketball. Kyrie was playing well, and he couldn't get the contract extension he wanted, and he pulled the ripcord and said, get me out of there. And so, like, you know, people w- would say to me, well, look at the Lakers. Yeah, I think that LeBron and Kyrie would be an amazing fit together. Uh, but that would require Kyrie to really sacrifice probably on the money. And that was not the stance that he took last season. So when it comes to Kyrie, especially, I'm always going to, you know, favor actions over words. And his actions are that he wants to be taken care of in this contract. And Dallas is the place that can do that. All right. So all that is for uh, the future. The, the real reason I wanted to talk to you today, Winman, is, is to get to the bottom of three really interesting scenarios in the NBA. There's the Bradley Beal. There's the Damian Lillard, 
and then there's the Zion. Let's deal with the two first ones because those are the easy ones. Lillard goes on Brian Custer's podcast and says, hey, if I'm dealt, I want to go to Miami. Does the league expect Damian Lillard to be traded? And I will put in as my caveat, that's the reason I put Miami at number two on my list because it Mm -hmm. sounds to me like they're very much going to be in the running to land one more really good player. And if they got that, Mm -hmm. that would give them a really good chance. I don't think today, I, I have no vibe at all that there's an interest from Lillard to ask out now or the interest in, in the Blazers for trading him. Let's see how the draft and free agency goes because he was very clear that he wanted the Blazers to make moves to help them help him now. And I'm not sure drafting a 19-year-old, even if it's a high upside 19-year-old like Scoot Henderson fits. So, but right now I would say I'm not getting any vibe on a trade at all. Okay, so you think there is a... There's a real possibility that they draft third, they take someone like Scoot Henderson, and they have him and Damian Lillard both on the team next year? I know that that's not what it sounded like they wanted, but I, if that happens, I think let's check back in. But I think that might be the direction they might be headed right now. Okay, so there's that. And, and then there's Bradley Beal. What should we be expecting from him in, in and out of Washington? So Bradley Beal, I know he's been in trade rumors for years. This is a different situation. He is on a team that is openly talking about the possibility of rebuilding. That is not what he signed up for a year ago. That's number one. Number two, Greeny, he has this clause in his contract that's a no-trade clause, which not only means he can decide where he gets traded, but what he gets traded for. And so if the, 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 the Wizards elect to start a rebuild and Brad does no longer want to be a part of that and you know, okays a trade, I think people will be stunned at how little he might go for uh, because – the problem is if he's only played 90 games total the last two years, he's not played a ton more games than, than Zion, quite frankly. And if you look at the fact that that no trade clause travels with him to wherever he goes and that he's making $50 million a year on average, I'm not so sure it's a super attractive contract, even though he is such a good player when he's healthy. So, that's the team. That's the guy who could end up being a real balance of power move. I know that last summer we had jo- our jaws dropped when Gobert and Donovan Mitchell got traded for all of those draft picks and assets and players. I think you would see the inverse. People's jaws would drop if Bradley Beal gets traded and how little he gets traded for because of the control he has. Okay, so that's an interesting one to watch. And then finally, the Zion one. Um, you know, this thing has got to come to a head at some point. In New Orleans and, and just with the league in general, you just can't be as good as he is and get paid as much as he does and be as unavailable as he is forever. So, something has to come to a head. So what is it? What's going to happen with him this offseason? Greeny, I'm just so skeptical at this, how fastly, widely available it has gotten out that the, the Pelicans want to move up in the draft. I, I've been around too long, and when I see something like that, it smells like a smokescreen or a diversionary tactic or even like a, a negotiating or positioning tactic. But that said, it is out there, not quietly, that the Pelicans are interested in moving up from the 14th pick and that they'd love to get into that top three or top four. And the only ways to do that really are to 
trade Zion or trade Brandon Ingram. And Ingram is such a core player of what they do. I can't rule it out, but I, you know, the feel is maybe Zion could become available in the next week. So the league is watching it. I think it's an extraordinary risk to trade a player of that talent level. The only way you would do it is if you were compelled by what you could get back in return. But obviously, you, you don't have to be an insider to see that things haven't gone well there. And the fact that this is a discussion, even if it doesn't turn out to be anything, I think is an indication of where it is with, with Zion and the Pelicans. Wendy, you were the best. I really enjoyed seeing you on the road, and I hope that we will... Well, we'll keep this going up here, at least through the draft and free agency and a whole lot more. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Winman. Very good. Take care. I love the guy. I, I, Brian Windhorst is just terrific. Um, and that Williams, that Zion Williamson stuff is really interesting to me, Cam and Bob, if I could bring you in on this. You know, at some point, he becomes a problem that you would love someone else to have to deal with. Like... I don't know exactly what the right thing to say is about Zion, but I think it is unquestionable. Well, let, let's the, the facts as we know them are he's unavailable far too often. His conditioning does not seem to be that of the absolute apex. He does not he does not seem to take care of his body in the ways that we see a lot of the very best players in the sport do which is always a problem, but in his particular case, because of his frame, because of the way he is just naturally built, the way he is made, it is a particular problem. I I think that at some point you have to look at that and say, the ends are not justifying the means. And if I can turn this into someone else's problem, I do it. How about you, Bubba? You trade him? I think I would. I I mean, I think at this point, really the biggest question is, are you – are you worried that he might be successful elsewhere? But I think you really just can't worry about that. I think all the evidence like you're laying out is he's just not going to be reliable and you hope he can get something back in return. And I think it's just not working. So you got to trade him. I don't know what they would get for him. Like, I really don't know. What do you give up at this point for Zion? It's worth pointing out that when he was healthy, they were second in the West. I think they were a game behind Denver in the Western (laughs) conference when he got hurt. But so what? What is the good of that? If he's never going to finish the season, what difference does it make how good you are when he's there? So I think I do it. I think if I'm them, I absolutely think I go about trading him and then we see what happens after that. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. I'll finish it up with a final word, if I may. Um, And uh, I just accidentally hit the wrong button on my screen, so I can't play the sounder I was going to play, but it doesn't matter. It's not necessary. I had an unbelievable weekend, and I just wanted to thank you for it. And by you, I mean you. Wherever it is you're listening to me from right now, you're the reason that I had this weekend. Because the two most important things in my life are my family and my career. And on consecutive days of this week, well, let's even go through the entire weekend. Friday night, I was in Miami. And I was the host of ABC's coverage of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Something if you had told a teenage me or an 8-year-old me I was going to get to do someday, I would have fallen on the ground crying with joy. I then flew Saturday to Chicago and drove up to Evanston, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, to watch and celebrate with my family as my daughter Nikki graduated from college from my alma mater, Northwestern University, on Sunday. 
Then Monday, I flew to Denver, and I got to be the host of ABC's coverage of Game 5 of the NBA Finals and watch the Denver Nuggets win the first championship in that city or franchise's history and watch all the confetti falling, which I've always said is as close as I'm ever going to get to winning a championship of any kind. And as I sat there watching it and watching all the joy and all these people, I really was thinking to myself, how did this get to be my life? How did I get this fortunate? How was I this blessed? And the only answer I can really come up with is you. You who have been there with me all these years. You have supported all these things that I've done. You who have watched and listened and went up applicable, bought the books and whatever else it is. You sort of been by my side through all this. And I want you to know that that is not lost on me. I want you to know that for all of my good fortune, I am very, very much aware that you're the reason for it. And to whatever degree this matters to you, I promise you that when I'm sitting there at these NBA games, you are sitting there with me because I would never have been there without you. So thank you. See you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.